Hey everybody and welcome inside a very special edition of the Mortgage Impact Podcast. I'm Jen Bates and I have a little bit of a cold, so I apologize immediately, Mike. So my voice is struggling just a little bit, but we're here with Mike Brennan in a place that's very special and near and dear to your heart. We're in Guatemala City, in Guatemala. Mike, how many times is this now for you to Guatemala? Uh, to Guatemala, it's 14 times I've been here. 14 times yeah. over the last five years. Five years, yeah. What brought you to Guatemala first to serve on a mission trip? Um, for me, it was just uh, it was an invitation from Toby. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, Toby's somebody I look up to. Uh, he's like a father to me. And uh, one day he was talking and he said, hey, what are you doing in a couple of weeks? And he said, hey, you want to go uh, to Guatemala? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just knew I wanted to go. Him inviting me, me not knowing what it was really about, um, I just took action and I immediately said yes before I had time to think about it. What did you figure out this was about? Um, well, at first I thought it was more of a fishing trip. Yeah. So uh, I thought, you know, me and Toby are both fishermen. So I thought that we'd both be uh, going and uh, it's supposed to be some of the best fishing in the world mm -hmm. uh, for sail fishing. And uh, then I realized over a couple of weeks there was like 18 people of uh, fellow co-workers that uh, I knew that were going. And uh, I realized it wasn't a fishing trip because they don't have a boat that big to fit 18 people. So uh, we came here and, uh, and it was really kind of like in the beginning of movement getting into the vision trips. Mm -hmm. um, not mission trips, but more vision trips, more just get casting vision and seeing something here. So uh, we had an incredible group of 18 people on our first trip. Yeah, and it's leaders from across the company. This is, you know, loan officers, this is market leaders, this is regional directors. Yeah. What does that mean for you to have a company that supports leadership learning through mission and vision trips. Yeah, so I mean, I think the, the one thing, one of the biggest things that I loved about it is the fact that um, it brought people from across the country um, that you wouldn't necessarily work with on a daily basis. So we knew of each other, we've met before, but we really didn't get to know each other. Um, so it gave us the ability when you're when you're sitting there going on the bus rides, sometimes it could be two, three hours going to a location. Or four coming back from a location. Yeah, or four. Um, I've done six at sometimes and got home at midnight, but um, but you really get an opportunity to, to meet the people and know your coworkers and one thing that I realized really quick is everybody that was on that first trip, I mean, their hearts, their compassion for others, um, how they were really moved on this trip was something that really caught me by surprise. People I thought that I did not, I would not necessarily get along with, um, or I didn't think that we were really the same kind of people, ended up becoming some of my best friends. One thing that um, one of our leaders on this trip, Albert Allen, said was that by going on a mission trip, he, he never thought that he was worthy enough to serve. He thought, why me? I, I, I don't deserve to help people. What does that mean to you? Um, so I think a very similar mindset. Um, before going on this trip, I would never even thought about going on a mission trip or a vision trip. I've never looked into it. Um, wasn't something that I really um, just put much thought in because I was always worried about my daily life and what was going on in my backyard. And uh, you know, so going, coming here and getting perspective um, and, uh, and learning about the people in Guatemala and in Central America um, and uh, just learning a little bit about their history and how the country was formed and how it operates, um, it really uh, showed me really quick that there was so much for me to offer the people here. Um, the one thing I, I didn't realize is that it was actually me that was going to get helped. And uh, it was me that was about to receive um, more than I was able to give. You, you fight for these people. The way you've, you've fought a lot in your life for, for a lot of different things. Um, I want to you're very open about your background and what it took to get you to this point where you do have the, you've built the success so you could have significance in other people's lives. Yeah. Take me back to your childhood, where you were, how you grew up, what your life was like that, that got you to this point. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I grew up in kind of like a middle class, you know, uh, 
very strict kind of upbringing. Uh, my father was one of 15 brothers and sisters. Um, he was a Marine in Vietnam, ended up getting shot there. But uh, my father was one of those people where I'm not your, fa I'm not your friend, I'm your father mentality. So for me, um, you know, my father's way of showing, uh, I guess, love was um, by uh, just aggressive, um, you know, uh, actions and talking, whether it's abuse physically or, or even verbally and stuff. Um, but I didn't know any better when I was a kid. Um, I, you know, one thing I, I did learn from my father that I still carry my whole life, and it, it really plays in a, a lot here, is as bad as you think you got it, there's somebody else worse than you all out there. And uh, so I was never a victim, so to say, and it actually made me stronger to kind of prove that, you know, I could do something and uh, with my life. And, uh, you know, so I, listen, I think it shaped me. I wouldn't change anything about my past and how it got there, but it, it gets, helps me understand a lot with some of the people going through some of the hardships here in Guatemala. Um, when you see kids and, uh, you know, 60% of the population is under 14 years old, um, the biggest thing that they're lacking here is uh, a father figure, um, is a, a man of a household that really respects and loves his family. And, uh, you know, so it really helped me kind of understand what people were going through and how to communicate with them. And there's, there's something about, I think, when you go through certain struggles in your life that immediately helps you form an, an immediate connection with people. There's just this something that just connects you, that you have this kind of that similarity and stuff that I think helps you in, in communicating with people. And you didn't um, get into, like, loans and mortgages till, till way later in life. How did you get to that point? Like, take me through middle school, high school. Yeah. And into now. Well, I really didn't make it past high school, so uh, I was uh, I was a little bit of a fighter when I was a kid. So uh, I, I did boxing for a number of years. So um, and I kind of carried in when I was in high school. I was the guy that used to beat up the bullies. So uh, ended up getting in a lot of fights in school. Um, so I think I made it as far as junior year is where I made it in high school. And uh, but I was always working. I was working since I was 13 years old, part time. Um, at 17, I started working full time doing construction. Um, you know, did that for a while. I did roofing. I did excavating. Um, you know, anything outdoors and stuff, that was me. And uh, I just learned I loved working, so I would work all day construction. Um, I'd come home for dinner and then I'd go work and stock shelves at night. So I worked in a grocery store, you know, from 11 to 7 um, in the morning and stuff. And I would just kind of combine and do that work. I love money, I love making money. So I started doing that for a few years. And then by the time I was 21 years old, I opened my own construction company. And, um, you know, I did that for, geez, probably about eight years um, before I realized that. Um, there was other opportunities and somebody gave me an opportunity um, to go in and uh, learn the mortgage business and uh, you know I just I when I when I have my mindset on something I'm gonna go for it so uh, I probably up not until 29 I got into the mortgage business I want to touch on something you said in high school you you were the one that beat up the bullies yeah have you always had that same heart to protect people yeah um, definitely well you know I knew what it was I mean I was I wasn't afraid of anybody or anything except for my father so um, you know so for me you know if I if I saw people that were putting somebody down it would just kind of like spark this something inside of me and stuff to stick up for them and uh, you know so I mean after a few assault charges and stuff in, in high school and uh, I got past that but uh, you know it just uh, it wasn't the right timing for me um, I did go back and get my GED at 24 years old that's awesome it was good it was an accomplishment just for for me but by sure. that time I already had my own business and you know I was already working so but I mean do you take that same mentality into the kids that you see here because I see you with these kids and you are you are you I mean you are so in the moment and you are so just engulfed by their their love and yeah. what you give back to them and you are a fierce proponent of these this culture this community these people and giving them hope yeah and I mean that it feels like that you've had that 
throughout your whole life. Yeah, well, I mean, this is one thing that I've definitely learned, and, uh, and movements really helped me learn a lot about myself and, uh, and really about how to work with others and how to add value to others, is uh, violence or, or bringing violence back is not an answer, right? So maybe it might teach somebody a lesson on a short-term basis, but it doesn't change um, generational uh, challenges. So um, one thing that I've learned here and stuff and I learned with movement is we got to get to the kids early and teach them about values, teach them about love, respect, gratitude, attitude, how to love other people, how to treat other people, how to be a man, how to be a father, how to be a husband, and what that means. If we can get to the kids early here and help the men, not not come after them or, or be retaliative to them stuff, but if we can get them earlier, teach them at a young age what leadership is and what love is and what it's like to be a, 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 a real person and to treat people right, then I think that's really our key here. So that's really what we're focused on now in Guatemala. From what I've seen, I mean, you guys have done so much, so much in five years. Yeah. There's still a lot. Yeah. How do you want to attack that? How, what is your goal, your dream for the next five, 10 years? Yeah, well, in, in order for us to accomplish the goals we want and to really do make an impact on a very, on a, on a large scale, um, we can't do it alone, you know? So we do it by, by um, equipping and empowering other leaders. So when we first started five years ago, it was a group of 18 of us. And now it's morphed into over 300 people going on mission trips in, uh, in Central America. And now people are raising their hand right now saying, hey, I wanna do what you guys are doing in Guatemala and I want the country of El Salvador or Costa Rica or Honduras. And we have people right now just saying, hey, give me the playbook, we're gonna do exactly what you're doing. So right now, we're at a place right now I've never seen. I'm, I, can't, I can't even believe, I gotta pinch myself that it seems like yesterday, but we're at a point right now where all, everything that we're doing is, is actually attracting other people. So we're not recruiting people in to come on these mission trips. We're attracting people by sharing the stories, and most of it is stories about personal transformation. Um, not just the people in Guatemala or the other countries in Central America, but people that come on a trip that never thought they can come on a trip, and all of a sudden they just have their world just kind of flipped upside down, and they really get a perspective of what it's like to be a, live a life of significance, where it's not about them, it's about other people. So right now we're just in a point right now where the momentum and the people that are coming to us and the storytelling that we're able to do is just attracting the right people. What does it mean to you to have movement behind you on this? So this is your everyday life is him on the phone talking mortgages, talking loans, working with Mark in the van yeah, while we're yeah, here in yeah. Guatemala talking yeah. about BIPs and things like that. Yeah. But what does it mean to you to know this company says, hey Mike, take these five days in Guatemala. Take these five days, take your, some of your best people with you get them out of the country and take them there because that's what we value and that's what we want to invest in. Um, I, I have never seen an organization and I've never seen two individuals in Casey and Toby that allow a company where this the company is more of a vehicle for us to do more than mortgages, right? So to give us an opportunity. And um, and it, it's it wasn't something that they asked me to do. It was just something I felt like I was called to do. That was something that I needed to take part of. Um, what I didn't realize, and I was worried, and I remember at some point talking to Casey and be like, geez, I think this week I only spent 50% of my time on the mortgage business. And, um, but I'm gonna tell you like, but I think I'm spending the, the, the most of my time on the most important things, which is, which is adding value to others and, uh, and giving them a vision, giving them a hope, letting them know that they can take part of it. Like you said before, is a lot of us didn't think that we were able to help people and do these things. And we're in a company and a culture where they actually encourage that and they welcome it. I mean, we do grants for every single person that goes to on a mission trip where the company contributes a, a piece to their portion. Now we're doing scholarships where every month, Casey is allotted an X amount of dollars to go to scholarships to maybe 
maybe somebody that can't go on their trips. I mean, you're not going to get that anywhere. I've never seen that anywhere. And two days of PTO for your first one. Yeah, yeah. You get like a couple days off extra Yeah. to go. Yeah, I mean, the things that they allow and the things like as we come to Casey or Toby and say, hey, this is what we want to add, this is what we're doing. Like, I've never had to ask for permission on this. They just say, hey, go with it. If that's what you feel is right, then we support you and go with it. I've never seen anything in Casey. Um, Casey's, I mean, his vision where he's at, I've never seen someone on a level like him before. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm just glad to lock arms with him and, and consult to him, say, hey, what can we do to make this better? And he's constantly coming saying, what can I do for you to help you out in this? Um, so there's nothing that, we're, that we don't have um, access to right now. You are in the Philly, Jersey, like Northeast area. You guys are rough guys, rough and tough, tumble guys, right? You know, like macho guys, we talk about that a lot. Forget Everybody's that. obsessed with the tattoos on Mike's arms, by the way. Yeah. Um, Mark Canale's on this trip. Yeah. Tell me about what you've seen out of Mark this week that you maybe have not seen out of Mark before. Yeah, well, so one thing I will say, um, you know, Mark has a, a tough exterior and uh, I'm, I can relate a lot to Mark, um, just, you know, his upbringing, uh, a lot of background um, on that. But, you know, one thing that I've always seen with Mark throughout the years since he's been here, he's always the first person. Whenever there's a need and there's a calling and there's somebody in the company that's maybe down and out, he's one of the first people. Every time, no questions asked, he'll donate, call, what can I do? How do I help out? How do I put something on it? He's a, he's a person of action. So that's why I think me and him get along because neither of us like to talk, we just like to do it. And uh, so I always knew that about him. Um, he's been, he's actually been on me for about a year um, trying to get me to set up a mission trip. And to be honest with you, I just had to get the right time because I think he needed adult supervision. Um, so I was saying that I needed to go with him on the trip and I wouldn't let him go alone. Um, I was wrong. Um, he was a natural um, and he's exactly what we want to see in, in transformation. Um, to give him perspective um, from what it's like just doing mortgages and helping clients and worrying about the, the bond market as you guys have seen this week, to go in there and saying like, I just wasted all this money paying stupid stuff over the last couple of weeks. I could have paid the tuition for, he said today, I could have paid the tuition for every kid for a year for that school we went to instead of me spending on stupid stuff that really brought nothing to me or nothing for us. So to see him kind of transform and see that and then get the wheels turning and stuff. And now the conversations are, hey, when we come back next time, this is what I want to see happen. And when that happens, to me, that's my biggest joy right now. Like, don't get me wrong, I love coming back, visiting all the villages, the same people, um, but the biggest joy I get is from bringing other people and then watching that wall up and then see the wall break down and see them just open up and their hearts just get filled with joy. That's the, that's the point. It is. That's what anybody can experience when they come on of these things. Absolutely. It's interesting how vulnerable people become when a kid comes up to you that you don't know, they don't speak the same language, yeah. but they hug you and they want to kiss your cheek yeah. and they want to say, I love you. Yeah. Just straight up. Yeah. Just pure love. I mean, that's, you know, for me, finding my faith here in Guatemala, it was really simple. God is love, period. Just love others, love yourself, love your family. And, uh, and you're right, like people will come talk to you. And, you know, I've picked up, picked up a lot of Spanish over the years. Um, and I, 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 I butcher more than, than I, that I speak the good. But, um, but they, you might not know what they're saying, but you, you hear them. And there's something about, for some, I tell everybody, there's always going to be, at every, at every church or hope center that we um, go to visit, there will be one person, kid, could be somebody older, that you're going to be like just attracted to. They're going to be attracted to you, and it's it's nothing that can be explained. And I've warned people that over. And every time I go and I look for that connection, and then I see somebody holding a child who they're not speaking the same language, but they're just connected. And I just see the emotion and the tears. And I mean, there's there's no better feeling than watching that, especially with the people I love coming down here. So. Oh, 
there, you're beeping. Yeah, that's right. You're that's beeping. Right. My, my pager, so we're good. All good. So, Mike, looking at yourself now, where you are in life, yeah. where you are in business, where you are as a father, as a husband, like, would, would middle school, high school Mike have ever thought that this is what you would be doing with your life? No, not not to this level. I didn't know anything like this existed out there. I think that's that's some of the stuff that we're missing um, is giving our kids is the stuff that they're being taught in school. And don't get me wrong, it's all good stuff, but we're missing such a key component, which is about servant leadership and giving our kids and um, our, an ability to um, to to serve at such a young age. I went on my first trip when I was 41 years old. Right, so, um, and now my son goes on his first trip at 15, and he's been on three trips in the last year and a half, and he keeps asking, and I'm setting up cousins. We had 30 kids on our last kids' trip that we brought, so, sorry, somebody's really paging me. That's so, okay. Um, so, to, to be able to offer that to kids, for them to see it themselves, I didn't know it existed when I was in middle school. I think we should be doing a better job as parents, um, just in our community, about sharing that opportunity. And it can start local. You can start local about just giving back in local communities. There's a lot of needs. Um, it's not just over in Guatemala or Central America. There's needs right in our backyard. Um, unfortunate thing, I think we get the tunnel vision and we don't see sometimes what's right around us. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that we can do better um, as a community is just be sharing that with our young kids. Mike, thanks so much. And thanks for allowing us to be on this trip with you. This has been pretty incredible uh, having you guys here this is I've been waiting five years for this team and especially this specific team that you had here this week yeah. um, to have you guys experience to see you guys really kind of um, right in the middle of it and experiencing with us has been uh, just a blessing awesome so, everybody you. Mike Brennan inside the mortgage impact podcast thanks for listening to the mortgage impact podcast take a second right now to subscribe so you don't miss any of our content you can also check out the video version of our show on the movement mortgage YouTube channel Movement Mortgage LLC supports equal housing opportunity and MLS number 39179. For licensing information, please visit www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.